Welcome to Bodcast, the business of dentistry podcast, brought to you by Practice Plan. Bodcast delivers the best business advice, real life stories, and practical hints and tips to make your practice a more profitable and sustainable business. And now, here's your host. Welcome to today's podcast. Uh, um, I've got Mike Esketh with me. Mike, good morning. Good morning, Zoe. Uh, Mike, before I, uh, well, I'm not going to introduce you because I think actually you've got many hats um, to introduce yourself with. So can you introduce yourself for the audience, please? Yeah, certainly. Well, first and foremost, I'm a dentist. Um, I I no longer practice dentistry. I class myself as an entrepreneur. So I've had dental practices, built them up and sold them. And I'm now currently building a group of practices. And then I show other practice owners what I do because everyone's always been interested in how we open seven days a week and get it associate led and get it so profitable. And so we launched a consultancy um, and I work with Ashley Latter and Chris Barrow um, as a sort of coach consultant with those guys. And then I work bespoke with my own firm um, that I help practices one, on a one to one basis. And I also have a dental accountancy um, because I found the standard of accountancy out there um, not up to where I needed it to be to run my own businesses. So I launched one myself so that we can correct quite a lot of uh, things that go on in accounting out there that um, entrepreneurs need and um, dental practice owners need. Wow. I'm I'm exhausted just thinking about all of that. But uh, Mike, it sounds obviously exhausting, but absolutely so exciting. I mean, I've been reading uh, a bit about your bio and trying to understand what's what you've been doing over the the the, the last um, well, I don't know how many years it goes back, but it's definitely been busy and exciting. So, can we start with Exeter then? Where where did that come from? How did that start? What made yeah. you believe it would be so successful? I left the military in 2012 and I was looking for a practice to buy and uh, to be able to control the money and um, business growth. And we, uh, my wife and I decided to buy a practice in Exeter um, that was on the market for a number of years. Um, we only paid sort of 260, 280,000, I think, from memory. Um, and it was a rundown practice that um, was dying a death. And over the next four and a half years, we um, made loads of changes to the business where I became non-clinical. Um, we expanded it over six floors. Um, we did referral-based dentistry. We did um, full script of practice, digital-based dentistry. And we ended up with a, a business that we sold um, to Booper in a walkaway deal for £3.2 million. So that was a nutshell of the Extradental Centre story. And there's a lot of elements that go into that. It was a huge team that built it. Um, and that then was a sort of springboard for me doing a master's in business and also doing coaching courses. And then now we've bought a dental practice called Dartmoor Dental and Tavistock. And again, it's another turnaround project and it's going the same way, which is great. Usual challenges. And then um, we actually got something really exciting coming up, which is buying and setting up a brand new um squat fresh startup practice opposite a farm shop on the outskirts of exeter where we're going to open seven days a week and that's only three minutes from my house whereas dartmoor dentals are hours away so uh yeah we're we're doing quite a lot of stuff around building a dental practice at the minute wow it's obviously gave me the appetite to keep going mike which is actually you know there's a lot of resilience there because i know that's not, not not been easy i'm sure some of that just interesting going back to your point that you know you get you stepped away clinically how difficult was that but was that necessary to do what you needed to do to achieve what you wanted to achieve 
Yeah, I'm a big believer in dentists doing the dentistry that both the volume and the quality and the type of dentistry that they want to do. And for me, I've always been interested in the business and the leadership elements, probably from my time with the Royal Marine Commandos and the Navy and building other teams and build, building bigger projects. But for me, dentists um, spend a lot of time um, doing too much dentistry uh, and doing the dentistry they enjoy. And so I'm quite fastidious in making sure that I only do the volume that I want to do. So, for instance, in Exeter, we did four days a week and then I dropped a day pretty much every year um, up until sort of um, year three. And then I finished. And then in Dartmoor, I did 12 months of two days a week of dentistry. And then I've stopped. Um, I just think it's important to focus on what your skill sets are. We do have a large team. We have seven or eight other clinicians that can carry the weight and basically I focus on making sure that they're happy at work and, and enjoying their um, work-life balance. So just thinking about the success then Mike, how how do you go around structuring? It sounds like you've got, um, you know, you're probably quite a, a structured person, individual. How did you um, sort of put that into practice then? So where did you sort of start? I know I've read about your four pillars and what have you, is that sort of what you created before yeah. you started? Well, well, obviously, from the excessive um, success of Exeter, um, another consultant started to bring six different um, clients to Exeter to show them how seven day a week um, works, opening, how the smart ordering, work, ordering works, how the um, squad of leaders that we built um, works, how our cadence, our rhythm of our practice um, happens within the business. And because of all of that, that sort of set a tone throughout um, consultancy and coaching and people just came to see it. And because of that, then I now share these sort of four pillars and the four pillars, I think, for me is leadership. I'm always going to be talk about leadership because of the ex-military background, but there's three other elements that are really important to business. <clears throat> the first one being branding and marketing, which is the uncomfortable place for a scientific dentist or a military guy who's black and white, you know, one and zero to be, which is the power of the brand. We really nailed the brand in Exeter Dental. And we've done it really well with Dartmoor as well. And then we're doing this squat startup, which will hopefully be branded really lovely as well. And then the infrastructure and making sure you've got a good playing pitch to play off. Um, I think there's not enough time and effort put into the sort of digital background of the business, the equipment um, and also the sort of training of, of the team. And then finally, the financial command and control, which I find is the bit that a lot of practices struggle with. I talk about one key element of that is the cash flow forecast and how most businesses don't have a cash flow forecast and get themselves into trouble. Um, and so I'm in my cash flow forecast every day. Um, I don't make payments myself. I have a team. I have an accountancy firm that does all that for me that we're in partnership with, which uh, help all of my clients. And they clean up a lot of messes from accountancy firms that are out there, a lot of tax messes and also a lot of bookkeeping errors. Um, huge amounts of bookkeeping errors, not enough attention to detail. So I think all of these four building blocks are the more are, are the real key for building a practice. And when I work with a new client, when on my bespoke one-to-one -one basis, I am always doing a mental audit of how are they sitting with the four pillars. Um, that's eighty percent of it. There's a lot of other things that people can do, but I think a lot of people focus too much on gimmicks and a lot of the good ideas club that I see out there. Um, you know, who people who haven't run practices or haven't run them very well, who haven't grown them by three to five hundred thousand a year, which is what my clients do and what I do, um, and haven't grown wealth in a practice. And if they have grown wealth, have they just given all their time away? 
So my aim is always to increase the turnover and try and give them the clients back time. And that's how, that's what we did in the four and a half years in Exeter. And that's why people have always sort of invited me on podcasts and articles, which yeah. is lovely. Yeah. Mike, just, just think, I mean, I'm thinking of all the clients and the people that I sort of work with and mix with. And, you know, it's still very desirable to own your own practice. Um, so what sort of advice would you give to those people that are sort of, you know, it, it's, it's in their thoughts, they're not quite sure, they've not made that first step. Have you got any sort of, sort of, you know, little nuggets of advice for those kind yeah. of people? Yeah, okay, so you, you can use that template, the four pillars, and you can self-forward it, okay? Um, and also there's, there's, there's a thousand tasks to do to set up and own a business and, and run a practice. We happen to be in the world of working and looking after human beings with their healthcare. But a lot of the roles and jobs that have to happen are similar across all businesses. And there's a lot of tools out there. The first one I would say is something like called the Gantt chart, like a project planning tool. OK, I check in on mine every week. I share it with my business manager and the two of us check in. Are we doing things at a, at a particular time that will give us an outcome which such as turnover growth and what's the order of priority i think when you stand at the bottom of the mountain of owning your own practice you see a thousand jobs in front of you but you can break it down bite-sized chunks and i i find a lot of practice owners get overwhelmed especially in their foot after year one or year two of owning a practice they start to get overwhelmed and and it's when they haven't had a project plan in place and they've just gone you know they've used all of their energy and there's only so much reserves of energy that people can do so a project plan cash flow forecast audit yourself against the four pillars and i promise it, it you know there is a little bit of you've got to take a step forward and and, and get on with it and do it because i i do believe that a lot of people can run practices if they if they were willing to take a little bit of risk Mike, thanks so much for that. That's been really useful and uh, really interesting as well. I really enjoyed that myself. So uh, thank you very much. No worries at all.